Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, I would like to continue the series called "Divine Protection" that I started to preach in the camp this year, and I would like to continue to talk about it. It's a wonderful series. We all need God's protection. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us Your Word, Lord. We believe Your Holy Spirit is our teacher, and we want to learn from You, and we want to practice what You tell us to do, Lord. And we believe, Lord, all of us. Who are listening to this teaching shall experience the supernatural protection of heaven, and we will, Lord, understand more by Your Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us, Lord, to have the revelation and understanding and insight of this subject, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Second Timothy chapter three verse one say, "But know this, that in the last days." Perilous times will come. We are in the latest of the last day. No one in the world history has lived on earth later than us. We are the latest generation compared to other generation. Paul did not say that in the last day it will get safer and get easier. No, he said that in the last day. It will be a perilous time. What does it mean, perilous time? It means dangerous time. We are living in a dangerous world. We get used to listening to the news about thefts, rape, destruction, natural calamity, or accident, or wars and attacks. And the news go on every day. We listen to them. We Accustomed to all this bad news, to the point that we think that oh, it is a normal thing on Earth. Who cares? It happens everywhere on Earth. The Earth is the dangerous place for us to live in. There are diseases, bad people, evil people, crazy people, dangers, destruction, demons, virus, bacteria, fungus. Parasites everywhere. We know that this world is full of problem, and we will never be able to make this whole world a safe place by ourselves. Thank God, God knows how to fix the problem. We cannot fix the problem. Thank God that one of these day, Jesus will come back and change this place to be a very safe place. That day will come. We don't know when, but Jesus is coming back. And he can change this place. The world is so full of problem. The world is getting older, like you and me. We're getting older. We are dying, because our body came from the dust of the world. So we all getting older, and we're gonna die one day. The same thing. This world is full of problem and dying situation. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-two, for we know that all creation. Has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. 
This earth is groaning because of so many curses, so many problems on earth: killing, murder, hatred, war. The earth is groaning. The creation. You heard about earthquake. You heard about hurricanes, tornadoes, and tsunami and flood. Everywhere we heard all this groaning thing on this planet Earth, because this world is full of sin and judgment and curses that come from the sin of the human being. But not only that, one day the Bible said the Earth will melt with fervent heat. This old Earth gonna be gone. In the book of Second Peter three ten to twelve, but the day of the Lord. Will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away. The heavens here doesn't mean the third heaven; it means the second heaven and the first heaven. There are three levels of heaven. First heaven is in the atmosphere. Second heaven is in the spiritual realm out there, and the third heaven is the heaven where God's throne is situated. So the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth. And the works that are in it will be burned up. Whatever company you are in right now, one day we don't need Microsoft anymore. One day we will not need Boeing anymore. It will be burned up. Therefore, you should invest your life not just only on the things of this earth. It will be gone. You should invest your life in the account of heaven. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved. What manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? The things in this earth gonna be gone. How should you live and behave on earth? God asks you the question, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. One day, this planet Earth. Will be gone. The first heaven and the second heaven will be changed into something new. When Jesus returns, He will build the new earth, the new heaven. The contaminated thing on earth will be gone. He's gonna change this earth to be uncontaminated surrounding or environment. There will be no more curse when Jesus come back. No demons, no sin, no death, no sickness. Nothing. Let me read from the scripture, Revelation chapter twenty-one, verses one to four. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth has passed away. Don't cling to the things on earth, please. It will be gone. You need to cling to the things of heaven. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city. New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, "Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people. God Himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death." Nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. I will be out of the job. No more doctor. No more chiropractor and physical therapist. For the former things have passed away. Are you glad that you are saved? 
Are you glad that you're going to be in a new city and a new place that God prepared for you? Are you glad that you're going to be in heaven for eternity and you don't need to stay in this world? Are you glad that God knows how to fix the problem? Are you glad that God knows how to protect you in this perilous or dangerous world? And no one can make this world safe except God. So what I'm teaching here in this series is to help you to learn how to be under God's protection. Can God keep you safe? Can God protect you? A few days ago, I talked to one of the brothers in the church that he said, you should buy guns to keep in your house in case there is an earthquake and bad guy come to your house to rob you because no police officer. I heard that many years ago in California when some bad things happened, all the police didn't show up, so everyone had to protect themselves. I think maybe it's a good idea to buy some guns, but anyway, I know God will protect me. Psalm 4.8, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. Why? Why we can lie down in peace and sleep? For you alone, you alone, the police officer, they take care of their own family. They will not come to help you when the chaos happens in the city. Believe me, they will not come to your house. They take care of their own wife and their own kids. Oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. We can lay down in peace and sleep. Why? Because we have the Lord our God who make us dwell in safety. In NLT say, in peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. You can see that our God is our protector. And King David declared this verse in Psalm 4.8. God provides for us perfect protection. Complete protection for us. Do you believe that? Do you believe that our God wants to protect us? How many people believe that? I believe God is our protector. Let's look at Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. I'm going to read many scriptures to show you. I like to read scripture because the scripture is the best. We love to hear the scripture directly. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abraham, our father of faith, in a vision, and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abraham, for... I will protect you and your reward will be great. God spoke to our father of faith. I will protect you. Is protection a part of the covenant that we have with God? He has covenant with us and part of the contract that he signed with us is that I shall protect you. Genesis chapter 28 verse 15, he made the contract with Abraham's son. Jacob, what is more, I am with you, you mean Jacob, and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Oh, I love what God said. He will not stop doing something in our life until it's finished. And in order to run the race to the end, Jacob and us, we need the protection of God in this world. 
Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 14. I want to convince you that our God is our protector. For the Lord your God moved about in your camp to protect you and to deliver your enemies to you. Your camp must be holy, so the church should be a holy place. Don't play game around. Don't sin in this church. We don't want to open the door for the devil to come and attack the church. I told people in Thailand. I say that I'm gonna keep revival in that land and in my church. And the way to keep revival is that I need to live a holy life. If I sin against God, I open the door for the devil to come and attack me and attack my congregation here. So we need to live a holy life, so that he will not see among you anything indecent and turn away from you. After reading all this scripture, you can see that our God wants to protect His children. Now, this is something we need to understand. When we walk with God, we make a covenant of sign a contract with God. In the contract, for example, when I want to buy a house, I sign a contract with the seller. I will buy this house. I'm gonna put down payment, ten percent or three percent, whatever. And I promise you, after the bank approve my loan, I will buy it for sure. And the owner of the house say, "Yes, once you get the money, the house will be changed the name to you." So it's a contract. Both sides are doing something. A lot of Christians don't understand this fact. They like to have a condition called "no fault religion" or "convenient religion." What does it mean? No fault religion or convenient religion. It means this way: whatever happened, it's not my fault. It's God's will anyway. Whatever doesn't happen, it's not my fault. I don't need to do anything. It's God's will anyway. God take the whole responsibility. I don't take any responsibility at all. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to obey anything. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need, I don't need to repent. I don't need to do anything. No fault religion is very popular in the world right now. You just sit around doing nothing, and by God's love and His grace, He's gonna take care of me. No, in Christianity, we make a covenant with God. We sign a contract with God in our heart. He's gonna do His part. And we're gonna do our part. If I have enough time, I'm sorry, the time is running out. If I have time, enough time, I will try to finish our part of God's protection. God will do His part, and we will do our part. A lot of people always quote this way: "It is His will for me to be sick." Let me ask this question: If some of your friends who are not believers come to you and say, "You know, the Bible, your Bible says that it's God's will for everyone to be saved." And he say in the Bible also that it's not God's will for any to perish, and stop there. No one should perish. God wants everyone to be saved. It is His will for everyone to be saved and not perish. Let me ask this question: Are you seeing people perishing? Yes, people perishing everywhere. So if you say only God's will and mankind doesn't have to do anything, it means that. They are saved everywhere, because it is His will for mankind to be saved. Therefore, they don't have to do anything. They don't have to repent. They don't need to believe in Jesus. Everyone is saved. 
Let's look at what the Bible says in Mark 16:15 to 16. Is it true that the convenient religion and the no fault religion is real? Mark 16:15 to 16, and he said to them, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved." Who's going to be saved? Anybody? All the people in the world are going to be saved? No. Only the person who responded to God and does his part. What is his part? Believe and obey. Baptism means obey. You go into the water to show obedience to God. But he who does not believe will be condemned. People who don't respond to the gospel who say no to Jesus, will not be saved. Salvation is a big issue for mankind because it's about life and death, heaven and hell. Can you imagine if God expects mankind to do their part in order to receive eternal life? How much more we need to do our part to receive God's protection. We need to do our part. He will do His part. If we fulfill our part, He's going to do His part for sure. We can count on him to do his part because he's a faithful God. He will do his part. The problem is not God's problem. <laughs> the problem is us, that we don't do our part. Either we are ignorant, we don't know the Bible, or we are stubborn, we are rebellious, and we don't want to do our part. A lot of people like to walk with God with a vague idea. You never know what God going to do. I don't need to know what I'm going to do. Vague Christianity. No, we need to know exactly what God promised us. And we need to know exactly what God can do for us. And we need to know exactly what we need to do on our side in order to receive salvation, healing, protection, and provision. We need to do something on our side. That is man part. Amen? So don't quote this kind of sentence, we never know. Whatever. It's God's will. I don't need to know anything. Deuteronomy chapter 7, 12 to 15. Look at man part and God part. If you listen to these regulations and faithfully obey them. Is that man part? You need to listen and know the word of God. That's why I keep producing teaching in the YouTube we have so many teachings in the YouTube that you never listen because I record in my home, I record in, in the beach or in Europe. So you should subscribe to YouTube so that you can get to hear those teachings. I produce because I want God's people to listen to the word, to the recreation of God. The Lord your God, I keep this, I, I love this. The Lord your God will keep His covenant of unfailing love. Your part is to listen and know and obey. His part, he will keep his covenant of unfailing love. He will never fail to do his part. And then continue to say, as he promised with an oath to your ancestors, he will love you and bless you. How many people want God to bless you? What do you need to do? Obey him. Know his law and rule. And he will give you many children. He will... Give fertility to your land and your animals. When you arrive in the land, he swore to give your ancestors. 
You will have large harvest of grain, new vines. So God gonna bless your business, bless the work of your hand, and olive oil and great herds of cattle, sheep and goats. You will be blessed above all the nations of the earth. None of your men or women will be childless, and all your livestock will bear young. Verse 15. I want to emphasize. One part of the covenant we have with God, and the Lord will protect you from all sickness. He will not let you suffer from the terrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but He will inflict them on all your enemies. We do our part by knowing His promises, His law, His way. I give you example. He said, "Give." This is a coin. What is the picture on this coin? Caesar, and he say, "Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give to God what belongs to God." I and my wife never cheat even one penny on the tax, and I know when I obey God, God will bless me financially. Please don't cheat taxes of the American government. IRS know how to investigate. They know. They're so smart. Okay, so obey God. There is the man part of or the man side of salvation and protection, and there is a God part of His protection. We're going to learn about God's part more later on, and you can count on Him to protect you if you do your part. But if we don't do our part, and you call out to God to protect you, He say, "I'm sorry, you don't keep your covenant. You don't keep the contract." We need to know our part, what we need to do, in order to be protected financially, physically, family-wise, anything, traveling, anything. He can protect us from sickness and disease, from bad people, and He will protect you. Don't be stubborn. Obey God, and God shall protect you. It is very foolish to believe that God cannot protect you if you can do anything you want. No, if you say, "God, I don't care. I'm g o i n g to drink alcohol and go out and drive, and you're g o i n g to protect me anyway. I'm g o i n g to be a drunk driver." And you say, "God, g o i n g to protect me." God say, "Okay, please go for it." And if you get into a car accident, it's not my fault because you choose to get drunk when you drive. Now, don't blame God on everything what happened to your life. Any time bad things happen, don't blame God. Don't blame the church. Don't blame your pastor. The best thing to do is to examine yourself and ask the Lord, "What did I do wrong? What do I miss that these bad things happen to me? Something must be missing in my Christian walk." Don't blame anybody, but you should examine yourself. Psalm ninety-one verses one to two. We're gonna look in this teaching, man's part of protection. Psalm ninety-one, one to two. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him, I will trust. In verse two, the Bible talks of man's responsibility of receiving protection. What do we do to receive protection from the Lord? We need to believe in God. You are my God. 
We need to accept God as our God. That is our part. Two, we need to believe that God is our protector, our fortress, and our refuge. Three, we need to trust God that He's going to protect us. Four, in one verse alone, verse two, we need to confess with our mouth every day, day and night. Before I got on the airplane to go to mission trip, every time I get on the car to drive, I say, Lord, you are my protector. You protect me today to drive to work. I confess with my mouth. We are to believe and we have to say it. Everyone say, believe and say it. The Bible says, I will say of the Lord. When you reject God, you may call yourself Christian, but you totally reject God in your way of life. You don't care what God thinks. You run your own life. You never get God involved in your business, in your family life, in your traveling. You just totally reject God, even though you call yourself a believer. When you do that, you reject God. And you call on God, God, help me. Somebody's going to rob my house or the accident is going to happen. And God say, hey, you don't treat me as your God. You treat me just a servant. When you need money, you call to me. When you want a business, you pray for me. But the rest of your life, you just leave your own. You do your own things. I tell you to repent. You don't repent. I tell you to do this. You don't do it. You never obey me. You never treat me as your God. You are your own God. Or you have money as your God. Your job as your God. And when you call to God, God say, why don't you call money to protect you? Why don't you call your job to protect you? Where is it in the Bible? Pastor Lau, is it your own idea? No. Jeremiah 2, 27 to 29. Who say to a tree, you are my father, and to a stone, you gave me birth. For they have turned their back to God, to me, me mean God, and not their face. But in the time of that trouble, they say, Arise and save us. But where are your gods that you make for yourself? Let them arise if they can save you in your time of trouble. For as many as your city are your gods. You, O Judah, why do you contend with me? You have all transgressed against me, declares the Lord. These people in Judah reject God. They make tree their God. They make something their God, the stone. Today, we may not worship tree. We may not worship stone, but we worship money, profession, happy life, hairstyle, whatever. You worship something else. You don't worship God or golf game or TV show. You need to be careful. When you get into trouble, God say, why don't you call those things to save you. It doesn't work when people say, leave me alone, God. I'm going to do whatever I want. Kick God out of the courthouse. Kick God out of the school. Kick God out of their home, of their workplace. Kick God out of their family. And one day, they say, I need God's protection. God say, I'm sorry. You have to pay the price. Because you kicked me out? Can we boldly say, 
You are my God. Everyone say, God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are my God. I trust you. You are my protector. Are you ashamed to tell your boss you are a Christian? Are you ashamed to tell your friend that you believe in Jesus? You boldly say, I am a believer. In the hospital, in the operating room, I boldly pray for people. In the name of Jesus, I am not ashamed to mention the name of Jesus in the operating room. In front of all the nurses, in front of all the people. I'm not ashamed to call myself a Christian doctor. If I'm ashamed to call myself a Christian doctor, I cannot get God's protection. He is my protector. He is my provider. Amen? We need to say it out loud. Make God your God. Trust Him. Believe that He is our protector. If you don't confess it for a long time, start to confess every day from now on. Wake up in the morning while you're brushing your teeth. God is my protector. When you put your clothes on before you leave the house, God is my fortress. He is my protector. He created me. He gave me heartbeat. I did not come from monkey. God is my God. He created me. He gave me oxygen to breathe. He gave me job. I trust Him. I depend on Him. I need Him. I need God to protect me all the days of my life. I need His help. I need His power. I need His grace. You need to be that kind of Christian. You confess. You believe and you confess, I need God's help and protection all the days of your life if you want God to protect you. Amen? Do you believe that there is an almighty God? How many people believe that you come from monkey? No. I hope not. You don't come from monkey. God gives you life, not a monkey. Not the scientist. God gives you oxygen. God gives you life. God gives you heartbeat. You need to honor Him and bless Him. Psalm 91 verse 3 says, Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Everyone say, Surely. And from the polaris pestilence. When you believe that God is your protector and you confess it, you need to confess it with confidence. Surely, I have confidence that God going to deliver me, protect me, and restore me. Surely. Amen? Surely, He shall protect me. You don't just say, Maybe God will protect me. You don't say, I don't know. I never know God going to protect me or not. You say, surely He protects me. Amen? You need to speak with confidence. You need to confess with your mouth the word of faith. Verse 4, He shall cover you with His feathers. Under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. What is our part in verse 4 here? We believe that God is God, our God. We believe 
and trust Him that He is our protector. We confess with our mouth that He is our fortress and refuge. Don't let it go week from week to week without saying God is my protector. You keep confessing every day. God will protect my finances. God will protect my traveling. Protect me from any accident, from any sickness and disease. You keep saying that. Amen. You keep talking, and when people come to you, you are willing to confess that God is your protector right away. Don't be ashamed to talk about God at all. Amen. When something come up in your life, instead of being shaking and fearful, instead of being so scared, what you need to do rise up on the inside of you. God gonna protect me by faith. Don't sit there with fear. You rise up and say, "God, you gonna protect me." Step out by faith. Anytime you face a situation, challenging situation or fearful situation, you're gonna do your part. Confess, stand firm in faith, and God gonna move His hand to protect you because you believe in Him. You trust him. You confess, and we can see the truth in several scripture about God's protection. God said that He will put His feather on us. He put His wing on us. Secret place. You move into the secret place. All the word refuge, shelter, wings. All the word refuge. All the word feather, or shadow. God is over us, and He put shadow over us. The power field, the force field around us, and then God talk about He is like a hen, mother hen, put the wing on the little chicks. He give us a picture of covering or canopy. In Matthew chapter twenty-three, verse thirty-seven, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Oh Seattle, Seattle, Oh Chinese people, Oh American people, Oh. New Hope International Church, the one, but we don't do this one though. The one who kills the prophets. I hope you don't kill me. <laughs> And stones your pastor. No, those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. You were not willing to go into the secret place under the shadow. Of his wing, under his feather, under the wings of the mother's hen. Look at Isaiah four five to six. Then the Lord will create over all Mount Zion. Mount Zion represents the church; is symbolic of the church. And over those who assemble there, a cloud of smoke, the glory of the Lord, the presence of God. If you do not love the presence of God, I'm sorry for you. You need to love the presence of God, the glory. And the glow of flaming fire by night, over all, over all what? Over all the city, over all the church, the glory of the tangible presence of God will be a canopy, will be the protection covering or the roof over. It will be a shelter and shade from the heat of the day, and a refuge and a hiding place. A secret place, from the storm and rain. 
The Old Testament talk about canopy, talk about the fire of protection, talk about the cloud of glory over the church of Jesus Christ, talk about the protection of God over Isaiah 40 verse 22. He sits on throne above the earth, the circle of the earth, and its people are the grasshopper, are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spread them out like a tent to live in. The Bible talks about canopy, a tent. We get into his canopy to receive the protection from him. In other words, God has a power field or shield over God's people that the enemy cannot touch them. Are you covered or you are not covered? Are you covered by the shield of God? Are you uncovered? I hope no. You are covered by the presence of God, by the power of God. We can see this story in the Old Testament. The whole land of Egypt got swept through by the plagues. And only one area, the same land, but that area called the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were living. That land, nothing can touch them. In Exodus chapter 8, 22 to 24, And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people, everyone say, my people. Are you his people? We don't live in the land of Goshen today, but we live under the shadow of the Almighty, the spiritual covering of God. You are in the church, you're covered. You are obeying him, you're covered. That no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this side shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, in his servants' houses, and into the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarm of flies. The flies could not get into the land of Goshen because God put the shield over there. God put the power over there. The fly in, bounce off. Come in, bounce off. Do you know that you have that shield around you? That the devil cannot get into your life. You are in the secret place. Exodus 9, 25 to 26. And the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt. All that was in the field, both man and beast, the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. Wow, this is a bad calamity. Only in the land of Goshen, only in the New Hope International Church in Seattle and other churches that proclaim the name of Jesus and welcome the file of God. Where the children of Israel were, there was no hell. Do you see in the picture here? The shield of protection. Psalm 5, 11 to 12. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Do you trust God? Do you trust God? Okay. Let them ever shout for joy. Ha, 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 ha. Because you defend them. Who defend us? God. Let those who 
Love your name be joyful in you, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. God show favor to you. God shows favor to the children of Israel by putting the shield over the land of Goshen, put the canopy, the shelter, the secret place. That place is a secret place. Today, we can live in that secret place, but the key is we need to get in. Don't stay outside. <laughs> we need to get in that shadow. We need to get under His wings. That's our job. He already has a wing for us, the hen. But we need to get in there. Our responsibility on our side is to get into the secret place. Job chapter one verses nine to ten. The devil was looking to destroy Job badly. He want to kill Job. He want to get rid of Job. So Satan answered the Lord and said, "Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hand and his possession, and have increased in the land." Oh, I like this one. I want to be a man who fear God like Job. That God put a hedge of protection around me. Around my family, around my wife, around my children, around my bank account and my investment, around my rental home, around my church, around the people under me, around the world, God put the hedge of protection on the leadership and everyone under Him. That's why it's so important to be in the right church, because you're going to get God's protection. That's what Satan looked for. To destroy people, but when God put the hedge of protection or the canopy or the wing, the devil cannot do anything. In other words, there is a force field, there's a shield, there's a canopy, there's a wing around us to cover us and to protect us. If you don't mind, I continue a little bit more. First Peter chapter five verses eight to nine. Be sober. In other words, don't be drunk in your flesh, drunk with money, drunk with disobedience and rebellion. Be sober, be vigilant, be awake, be self-control and be awake, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Faith is important. When I was flying back from Europe, the Lord spoke to me on the airplane. Son, do you notice something? I say, what? What do I notice? Do you notice something? My people' behavior, and decision, and words, and the way they live, are dictated by the level of their faith. You can think about that. Okay, homework. The way you spend money, the way you do things in your life, is really connected to the level of your faith. If you have little faith, your action will be one way. If you have more faith, your action will be another way. Think about it. Seeking whom he may devour, resist them steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood 
in the world. Let me emphasize two words here in this scripture. Verse 8, seeking and may. We have the enemy of our soul, the devil. He is like a rolling lion walking about looking for somebody that he may devour. He may kill, steal, and destroy. He is looking 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He works overtime. You can rest at night. He doesn't sleep. He just works overtime. It's like a picture of a wolf come into a land. And suddenly, the mother hens. How American people say, mother hens say. Pastor Cisa, how the American people say the, how the hen in America cried out or called. Okay. How about Mandarin speaking people, how the hen cried out? Okay. Okay. How about Japanese? You don't know. So in Thai, we. Okay. So you know the way Thai say. And then all the little chick ran into the feet of the mother, and the mother put the wing on. And that wolf could not see the chicks. <laughs> I may have to learn from all of you, from your country, how you say it. Put the wings on the little chicks. And that wolf cannot kill the chicks. But unfortunately, there are rebellious, independent chicks in the church. Ah, Pastor, you can teach until my ear gets burned. I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want. I'm so smart. I finished master degree. I am already 50 years old. I know life. I can do my own things. I don't need God to tell me what to do. God, you can say anything. I'm going to run my own life. I don't need your wing. And what happened? In a few seconds, you will be a dinner of the wolf. The enemy... See this picture? The enemy looking. Oh, that man. (laughs) And God said, but that man still sit there relaxing. That's why the Bible says, he may, M-A-Y, not the Chinese name, not may. May mean he can destroy somebody, but he cannot destroy somebody. Can Christian be destroyed by the devil? Yes. Because that Christian or that group of people rebel against God. Do whatever they want. They don't care. They are not covered. But some Christians, very wise, run into the wing of God, stay under the wing of God. And the devil could not find them. The devil looked, where is Pastor Lao? I could not find him. Or maybe he can smell my body a little bit. Oh, Pastor Lao is there. But when he ran to me, the wolf ran to me, bam! 
run again, bam, cannot get in because there is a shield, there's a wing around me. He cannot get to me. He cannot get to the members of New Hope International Church. He cannot get to your family. Because you are in the secret place. You are under the wing of God. You are under His canopy. You are under His shield of favor. He cannot reach to you. He cannot see you. Are you glad to be in the right church? To get the protection from the Lord? And then we can live a full life. I expect 120 years old. Live a full life 120 years. And finish my course and run the race until I get to the finish line. I will not die soon. I will not die of cancer beforehand. Sickness cannot touch me because I'm in the canopy of God. Because I'm an obedient chick. I'm a surrender chick. I'm not a rebellious chick to run toward God. How are you going to be under the wing of God? The question. Today, we all talk about our part, what we're going to do. We learn that, number one, God must be our God. Two, we must trust Him. Three, we must confess that He is my protector. Four, we must stay under the wing of God. And how are we going to stay under the wing of God? Let me give you four things that I look... Oh, wow. Actually, there's more. But I need to stop. Maybe it's continue next Sunday. How are you going to stay in the wing of God? After I study the Bible, I make a conclusion. Number one, are you covered or are you exposed? The question, are you exposed? I hope you're not exposed. You are covered. Everyone put your hand like this. I am covered. How are you going to stay covered? Number one, you receive his truth on a regular basis. Because the Bible says in verse four, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. You receive the truth on a regular basis, you will be covered. Number two, you commit yourself to a good, biblical, spirit-filled, holy, local church. The pastor doesn't play around to commit sin, cheat money, use all kinds of technique. We don't welcome any worldly thing in this church. We don't welcome yoga. We don't welcome any bad things in this church, the things of the world. We don't welcome demons because we need protection. Number one, receive the truth. Number two, commit to yourself to a good local church. Number three, build faith. Because faith will make that wing over you. Faith and obedience is the same. When you obey, you do trust in the wing of God, and you put yourself under the wing by obedience, you are protected. And number four, stay in the glory. Stay in the fire. Don't quench the fire of God. Let the fire of God move in the church. Welcome the tangible presence of God. If you can do these four things, you are under God's protection, under the wing of God. I will come back next Sunday and continue. Another thing you need to do to receive protection going to be a long sermon next Sunday. How to be protected. Your job to do. Next Sunday. Today we make a conclusion. Everyone say, God is my God. Everyone say, I trust in Him. Everyone say, I confess with my mouth. He is my protector. For I stay covered. 
He covered me. I obey Him. I receive the truth, which is my shield. I receive His grace by faith. The grace or the favor that is my shield. I will be in a good local church. I welcome the tangible presence of God. I love the glory of God. I am an obedient chick. When I hear the voice of the Spirit, I will obey right away. I will not argue. I will not use my reasoning. I will obey immediately. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the Lord. Do you learn something today? Are you going to practice what you learn? Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us how to be protected. Man's side. Our protection, Lord, we know you shall protect us. You are the faithful God. You keep your words. We make a covenant with you, and we gonna keep our words as well. We will do our part, Lord, and we can count on you to protect us. Lord, I pray that the hedge of protection. Shall be on me, my family, my children, my grandchildren, the church that you put under my care, the members of New Hope International Church, the members and leaders of every church around the world that New Hope International Church is taking care of. Their children, their money, their body, their traveling. Their coming and going, your protection, the shield of favor, the canopy, the hedge of protection, will be upon all of us, upon our properties, our homes, bank account, ministry, works, business. We trust you. We believe the devil cannot find us, cannot get to us. We are like the land of Goshen. Lord, thank you for your tangible presence. Thank you, Lord, for your fire, the cloud of glory. Lord, we promise you, Lord, we're gonna do our part, and we will not sin against you. We want to be a holy. Family, holy church, in this generation, Lord. Thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus. If you want God to be your protector, you confess with me one more time. Father in heaven, you created me. I did not come from monkey. I don't believe in evolution. I believe in creation. My Father in heaven, you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross, to shed His blood, 
to pay for my sin. I receive your forgiveness. I repent of my sin. I ask for your grace by faith. Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. You sit on the throne of my life. From today on, you are my master, my protector, my healer, my defender, my deliverer. You are my provider, my shepherd, my fortress, my shelter. Lord Jesus, I will live for you. All the days of my life, I will walk with you. Thank you, Lord, for your protection and salvation. I shall live a long life, and will see your salvation in every day of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.